And no matter what you think of Mr. Muhammad Ali's religion, you certainly have to admire his courage. Bounce him off the ropes. Dance him and stick it. Beat him all night. Time out by seven rounds. You're gonna be so game in seven rounds. Time out. Bring him home. Get my legs ready. I'll be dancing all night. Dance is heavyweight of all time. Never again say that I'm gonna be defeated. Never again that make me the underdog until I'm about 50 years old. Right. Then you might get me. I told you. Well, uh, I wouldn't want to do too much bragging about it, but everybody that watches me fight or everybody that has witnessed one of my bouts, they say that I'm the greatest that they've ever seen. I'm ready to back up everything I'm saying, and I'm through talking. I don't just, I don't think that there's no heavyweight alive who could, who couldn't beat me. I know there are none alive. You my fools and I'm with equality. You won't even stand up for me in America for my religious beliefs, and you want me to go somewhere and fight, but you won't even stand up for me here at home. Champion of the whole world. That sounded big then. So I kept working until I did it. I'm gonna whoop George Foreman, and I'm gonna whoop him of all places in Africa, in the Congo, where the Lamumba boys are. Not quite in your home territory. You couldn't be any happier the way this is coming up in September. How would you call Africa my home territory? You've been telling me that for 10 years. That's right, and if you come over there talking like that, we'll cook you. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. B-Tech Smith and Steve Mix. B-Tech Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacars. The Megacars. Well, I'm ready to run through a wall, Ted. Woo! Let's get it on. Ha ha! Rest in peace, Muhammad Ali. Yeah, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I really that like that That was not the one I had heard. Oh, that was, yeah, I liked how that was all put together. Yeah, the music makes it, makes it even more inspirational. Oh, dude, whenever you get like that overly dramatic music, it just makes you feel like you're ready to run through a wall for somebody. Yeah. One day I hope people talk about me with music. That's right, D. Ted Smith. A man who brought so much cheer to all the mega family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He inspired you with his TED Talks. Yeah. He endeared himself with you with his take on tulips. <laughs> things to say. That was pretty good. <laughs> off the top, <laughs> he endeared you to he endeared himself to you with his take on tulips. <laughs> A man that loved passionately but hated flowers. A man who hated the glassy babies, but who could blame him? <laughs> I always contend. I can stop it. That is (laughs) good music. No, it's great. I always contend. It'd be great. It's kind of somber, but wouldn't it be nice if you knew you were dying? That like be like, all right, let's start the tributes now, so I can hear them before I leave. Because there's so many amazing things being said. Whether it be about Prince, whether it be about Muhammad Ali, whether it be about somebody's uncle. You know, and you're, everyone's at the funeral, and it's like everyone shares these great stories about how important they were. But that person will never know how you truly feel because those emotions and those feelings come out when they're gone. Yeah. It's like the uh, uh, Huck Finn syndrome, right? You'd like to be there to see your own funeral, 
yeah. see what's going on, but you know you can't do it. I know we always say, oh, he's probably looking down on us and, and smiling. I hope that's true. Some of them. Yeah, some might be like, what? You, you forgot about that? What about the time I gave you $5,000 to help you with your rent? Yeah, maybe some people, you know, you're looking down on, like, not smiling on that dude. Right, ungrateful piece of crap. God, can you strike London thunder down on that person? Yeah. He's, I'm not happy with what he's saying about me. Bring the thunder. Yes, it's time. <laughs> Man, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about Muhammad Ali because I think um Sure. It's been such a weird thing because I think there's a lot of people who are showing a lot of love. And then, then of course, on the flip side, you get the people who are like, why are we celebrating this guy who was a racist or this guy? And, and I just like... I think people forget that the things that Muhammad Ali did to try and bring not only himself up, but his race up, it was a totally different time than now. You know yeah, what I mean? And, and white people just got to get over it. Sorry. There's a huge difference between being pro-black as a black person. Right. Black people have a lot to overcome over the years to, to wanting support. Like, that doesn't make them racist. Do, right. You know what I mean? Now, people go, well, how come I can't be white power? It's like, because that right. is racist. Right. How like, come we don't have-, have... We've had the power. Like, there's nobody's nobody's keeping you down. Wait, so you mean white lives matter? We can't do that? Yeah, exactly. Or the, or the idea of, like, all this reverse racism and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like the epitome of the most racist S you can do is to take what you're, what you're doing to another group of people and then put it on yourself. I, You know me. I can't stand martyrs. Right. It's one thing in my life that drives me nuts. Uh, you know, the always the victim. Right. Or it's, if it's good enough for this, why isn't it good enough for that? I hate that mentality. You see it yeah. with women rights. You see it with uh, minority rights. And it happens so often. And then that, I saw that tweet from Piers Morgan. And I just like, I don't ever think violently. But man, if there was ever a time to smack somebody upside the head, that would have been the time he's like, you know, he was a, he was a racist and he was camp and championing like segregation and it's like well, and then he would send he he put up these video clips of an interview they did many years ago with a british reporter where he did talk about you know he feels that it um, black people should stay in relationship with black people no different than asian people be in relationship with asians and it's like it was a whole different time you're talking to a guy who has been him and his culture are being treated like a lesser, like a, I mean, way worse than it is now. I mean, it was like, it, so of course he's going to, I don't know how to put it into words, but it's like at that time in the spirit of what he was saying, I could understand where he was coming from. It was about, we need to stay strong as a unit, as a culture, we need to rise above everything. And he's even said in interviews since then, like, you know, his, his, his opinions changed over years, like any human being. Yeah, exactly. Like Muhammad Ali at the age of 25 had a whole different mindset than Muhammad Ali at the age of 50. And are we right? It's like it's like uh, uh, Malcolm X. Yeah. It's like people forget the second half of the man's story where he went to Mecca and it started, you know, and, and then was like, oh, wait a minute. To be a good Muslim, I need to hang out with white people, too, and everybody. Right. You know, and keep in mind, you're talking about this stuff in the 60s. You're talking about a still segregated America and, and this and that. You know, you have, you have lynchings, you know, the Klans, you know, people dying on the freedom rides to the South. Right. I mean, sorry. And the guy's like, what, in his 20s? There's yeah. stuff I said in my 20s I wouldn't stand by for anything now. Oh, dude, my opinion of many things back in the no different. Like, we used words differently when we were younger. I mean, we evolve as humans. Why can't we give the benefit of the doubt? We don't even need to give the benefit of the doubt. You just look at interviews with Muhammad Ali where he point blank said, yeah, I was, over the years, I've, I've evolved as a human being. And I'm not even the biggest Ali fan. Right. You know what I mean? But I respect what the man did inside and outside the ring. I would say, sports-wise, 
That guy, none of none of what he did socially would matter. He was a great, great boxer. Yeah, I mean, they're untouchable you know, when he was at, in his prime. Yeah, before, Ken Norton broke his jaw, and he, and he finished fifteen rounds in that fight. I mean, you think about before he had to stop fighting because of all the draft stuff and all that. And in his prime, he misses what six, seven years. There's, I said this before. There's no man or woman athlete on the planet right now that would do that. No. For a social issue. No. Th- I mean, there's no chance. I mean, how do you not look at that as something, whether or not you agree with why he did it, someone that was so strong in his convictions that it was like, ah. Uh. Yeah, you, ha- you, said it, you said it way better than I could, I mean, when it comes down to it. It was just, it bothers me when I see that. It bothers me because it's only making this issue with race in our country, in our world, continue to take several steps backwards because it's like we can't, we can't put a guy on a pedestal that did some amazing things. Whether or not you agree with all of them. The fact that you're just nitpicking something that he did when he was younger and had a chip on his shoulder, and understandably so, we're just going to completely forget all the stuff he's done since then? That just seems ridiculous to me. Plus, Piers Morgan, and you know, you see it a lot, I think, in major cities. Frankly, I think you see it here in Seattle, which is a very kind of white city, mm-hmm. but it's very liberal, right? But then there's these tones. It could be wider here, man, if you ask me. Yeah. Winter time, I'd like to see some snow. Oh, Ron White, sorry. You're in Puyallup. You should see some. (laughs) But there's undertones of racism, right? At least when you go to the South and you deal with some of those rednecks and stuff, at least you know where you stand with them Mm -hmm. and they're honest about it. But I think it's worse when you take educated people that try to, you know, convince you of stuff this way or that way. And it's like, that racism's kind of worse, you know, or the closed door meetings where people aren't allowed in and this and that. Oh, I, yeah, you're right. But, and I always say that you can really realize how racist of a culture we're still in just by reading comments on any news story that involves race. Oh, even if it's a positive story, even if it's like a sports story, you get a few comments in, you're going to see the N word. You're going to see whatever it is that's a derogatory tor- term towards whatever subject is the story is about. I heard I heard uh, somebody say it great today. Uh, what's his name? Bahani Jones from ESPN, mm-hmm. and he was uh, like, okay. "Everybody loves Ali, right?" And he's like, "But he goes, we couldn't deal with Ali right now." He goes, "We can't deal with Cam Newton doing the dab after a touchdown." You're telling me we could deal with a black, a powerful black athlete like that? Like nonsense. Couldn't deal with Richard Sherman being outspoken. Yeah. I mean, think about the, the uproar. I mean, yeah, obviously. Oh, he's see, a thug. He's a thug. Right. Just call him what you want. Right. Just, right? Just go ahead and use the N-word. It is the new N-word. The word thug is the new N-word. And I know some people probably disagree with that, and that's fine. But, I mean, when you see people using it the way that they're using it in the context that they're using it, that word could easily be replaced with the N-word. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's very, it's, it's very simple stuff. I will say with Ali... For my taste, I never liked the Joe Frazier stuff. The stuff that went on in the Philippines. Now, granted, I'm a white person, so it's not my place to say whether or not the... I find it very odd somebody who was pro-black would call another black man gorilla that much. Mm -hmm. But again... And also you called him an Uncle Tom. Right. I'm a white guy, so it's not my point to step in there. But as any fan, I've seen the interviews with Joe Frazier. I know how much that affected him and hurt him. And Ali... Never had, could never swallow his pride and have the guts to go over there and apologize. He sent his kid once, and I don't blame Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier sent him back after the fight and said, your father wants to apologize. He can come over here himself. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, saw, I think it was George Foreman did an interview where he said, oh, no, no, all that stuff was just, it was just Hollywood stuff, that they were actually cool behind the scenes. And I wonder, I don't. I, I, I don't know. I wasn't behind the scenes hanging out. From having- what I've seen, there was a period where they were, but after that fight, because, I mean, I saw stuff with Frazier where he would be like, yeah, he, you know, like God's cursed him with Parkinson's for what how he acted. Right. That's not somebody who's friends behind the scenes. Well, and like, 
It brings me perfectly to the TED Talk right, today, let's, Steve. Let's get 10. <laughs> let's, let's reset. Let's get 10. All, right. All, right. Uh, all right. So let's get the heart race and the blood pumping in the brain. Functioning. It's and obviously functioning. We're having serious cast. We already are. And what better way to get things going? I feel like this is something that a song that we've never heard before. Oh, I thought we were just going to play Khaled every week now. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was trying to pretend, but you're right. Uh, I'll be a terrible poker player. This is perfect for Muhammad Ali. Yeah. He wrote it for him. And you know what? We might play this song again next week. We don't know. We play by our own rules. Yeah. Let's get 10. And they say yeah. And they say that. Ludacris going in on the verse because I never been defeated and I won't stop now. Keep your hands up. Get them in the sky for the homies that ain't making them my first lockdown. I never went nowhere. What they say in Luda's back. Blame it on that conjure. The hood call it Luda Yak. And I'm on this foolish track. So I spit my foolish flow. My hands go up and down like strippers' booties go. There was a couple moments during this week where both Ted and I were texting each other just because we were thinking about this song. Especially on Saturday morning. I woke up pumped. <laughs> Just started playing it. Actually, I didn't play it. I said in my head. And they stay there. My hands have been up a lot in the shower. <laughs> oh, man. I think if we were a tag team, we'd have to come out to that song. Disciples of Fun? The Disciples of Fun. Where's 321 Battle? Where's Project 42, these local wrestling promotions? When are they going to hire us as a tag team? Oh, I would love to do it, but I would hurt somebody because I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> or myself. Yeah. <laughs> right? It would have to be like a street fight, like where it's just fake punches. Like, <laughs> you don't. You, you can't put your life in my hands. Have you seen that video going around where the uh, the one uh, the, the dude rolls up to the house and he parks his car and he just hops out and he's got like the WWE Championship belt and he's just walking like all angry and he like tosses it to him and his buddy just start doing like the fake street fight. <laughs> I haven't heard the audio. I just see, but the, his walk when he hops out of the car is just like a wrestler. I mean, it's perfect. Oh man. I'm not. I, I want. How do we get it so that we could just come out of the tunnel or out of wherever the behind the curtain? The music plays. I'm okay with wearing wrestling trunks if that's what we need to do. We go into the ring and we have the music going, all the craziness, and then we just never wrestle. Yeah, I want. Well, I think I'd be like Kevin Owens, <laughs> just like a cut off shorts and tights underneath. Yeah, we need to be like Seth Rollins. We're like we win, but we never actually fight. Yes. <laughs> Because after all, all we do is win, 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 no matter what. For sure. All right, let's do this, Ted. <laughs> Ted Talks, starring Beatrix Smith. <laughs> so my Ted Talk, uh, actually a lot to do with that Ali Frazier thing I've been thinking about a lot. Now, whether it's with a significant other, whether it's a friend, or whether it's, uh, you know, for those guys, kind of co-workers because they were boxers, Periods of time, you know, there's that old saying, time heals all wounds. I don't know that I really believe it. You could forgive somebody, but at the end of the day, once the trust is broken, like, I I just don't see time repairing that. Mm -hmm. Now, you can have superficial relationships with these people and stuff, and that, to be honest with you, that's fine. I do it with a few people. But if you want to rebuild trust- Why are you looking at me this way, man? (laughs) If you want to rebuild trust with somebody, man- You got to do something to make them trust you again. Right. Like, you got to build trust. You just can't let- a period of time go by and just be like, oh, that's forgotten, right? Like, no, like, I'm not upset about it, but, like, it ain't forgotten, bro. No, you still hit on my girl. 
Right, exactly. Right. Like yeah. Sometimes, you know, like you just got to, you know, I know we've been through it in our friendship. I've been through it with most of my good buddies. Like there's times where you just, I don't know, I mess up or something and you got to go, hey, that's all me. You know, there's no excuse for that. I, I don't blame you for being mad and, and, and that'll be awkward and it'll take a, a little bit of time, but that will be much better than just letting a huge, vast amount of time going, thinking and hoping it's just going to disappear. Right, and, and and sometimes not only do you have to do things to regain trust, but you also have to be patient. I mean, some people, yeah. like, they have that mentality, and it's an ego-driven world, I guess, but, like, it's, you, you F up, you think that, okay, well, I've apologized, I've done my due diligence, okay, now let's move past it. And it's like, well, it's not that easy sometimes, if the, if the, the, the wounds are still there, and I'm with you, dude, I used to always be that guy that's like, you know, time heals everything, and I, as I've gotten older... I'm starting to think that that's not necessarily true. I just think time, removing yourself further from whatever it is that hurt you, it's just you're able to handle it better. It doesn't, like, it doesn't it's, it's affect not healed. You. Right. It doesn't affect you the same way. Right. And I, and I think, I think you kind of heal that wound in a way where it's like that wound isn't hurting anymore, you know, but it's like, and you could forgive that person, but it's like, if you don't change anything about yourself, then how do you want me to trust you again? Yeah. And the one I hate the most is the, well, I already said I'm sorry. What do you want me to do? I want you to goddamn mean it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Don't get mad at me because I haven't fully forgiven you yet. Yeah. And, I'm saying, and trust me, I have been guilty of this. Friendships. I've done it in relationships. You know, like, I, honey, I already said sorry, you know, but I didn't mean it. Right. I just was like, well, it's been a day. It should be fine. Right. I just want no, you to shut up about it. Right. At no point did I take the time to understand her side of the argument, mm-hmm. whether it was right or wrong. <laughs> I never like took the time, and that and that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't just be like, "Oh, well, it's fine now. It's been a week." <laughs> and then you can just look at me like, "Look, if you don't like it, that's too bad." Because after all, DJ Khaled, all I do is win. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind. Probably not the best way to handle a fight. Although I would give a lot of lot of props to any individual that decides to handle their fight by quoting that song. Look, quoting that, or what if you just had like, I don't know, like your girlfriend's yelling at you, and somehow like she can't see you, but like the Bluetooth speakers right there, yes. it's turned up, and then she's like, well, "What do you have to say about that?" You just go, "What?" Everybody, hands go up. All I do is win, babe. And they stay there. All right, let's take a quick break. I I do want to talk a little bit about, I mean, since we're having like a, uh, hey, look, this is a mega cast. Not always going to just be poop jokes and fart stories. It's a mega family. We got to talk about this stuff. I want to talk a little bit about, I I, I don't know, like everybody, we all have issues with depression at times. Yeah, sure. And I I battled a serious, man, yesterday was a rough day for me. And I want to share it because I think. I think there is a moral to the end of the story of the depression that I was dealing with and that sometimes you can find happiness and you can get out of that rut by the most ridiculous way. Yeah. And I want to share that with you. It actually involves our friend AJ Francis. Oh, I thought it was just going to be masturbation. (laughs) Mega Cash will be back. Although that is a great idea. (laughs) Release the stress. Ted and Steve are two bad bitches and they need a break. The mega cast will be back. Two, two bad, bad. I got two bad bitches in the back. Rolling movies, bitch. Or two bad bitches in the back. Probably smoke with my friends again. Cocaine came right through when the bins might go before a nigga end. It's no budget when I go spin. Squatting in Jordan's attempts. Mobbing with blunts and some hen. I do not give a fuck about your CD, but put my tape in. I got two bad bitches in the back. Rolling movies, look 
Donald Trump has made his mark on the American political landscape. Now he can make his mark on you with an official Trump 2016 tattoo. The Trump Stamp. The official Trump Stamp for Trump supporters. If you're behind Trump, shouldn't he be behind you too? And he will be when you get a Trump Stamp. Plus, a portion of every Trump Stamp purchased will go to veterans. I'm not really sure how much or when, but it'll... It'll probably go to veterans. What does the Donald say about Trump stamps? Incredible. Really amazing. I can tell you people are going to be very, very impressed. Some say Trump speaks out of his butt. So why not have his face near your butt? Backing Trump, then back Trump. And get a Trump stamp today. Make your lower back great again with a Trump stamp. Because you treat me like... I pay for the bed and never even slept in it. I pay for that crib and never stepped foot in. And now somebody else is eating all the pudding. Things change now, my dashboard wooden. All black bands like a young Doc Gooden. Dark shades, cause I'm stone crazy. Girl, we grown, stop playing on my phone, baby. Why you always all on my back? Uh, why you gotta do me like that? Don't act like bitches. Okay. Sometimes they do. Huh. Huh. Maybe. The mega cast is back. Oh, Glad well, to see Action Bronson back. I had to put it back into the mix because you got me hooked on the Action Bronson cooking or the, the food show. Oh, F That's Delicious? F That's Delicious. If you haven't seen it, I didn't even know the channel existed until Ted spent the night one night and, and was putting it on our, our cable. And he even hooked my wife into the mix, and I thought, there's no way she's going to enjoy watching this chunky rapper that likes to smoke a lot of pot talk about food. But she was just as entertained by it as we were, and it's on the Vice Network. Yeah, man. F That's Delicious is... Actually, I like all those shows. Weed a Kid's pretty good. Uh That's a little more deeper if you're into weed, I think. Yeah, I don't think my wife would be into that one. But there's some good legal stuff, too, that I think would be good for her to watch. Yes. (laughs) Like, in a non-stoner kind of... Because the guy's not like a huge stoner. But right. that's but F That's Delicious is probably the best one. Wong's World's pretty good, too. All right. <clears throat> you know Eddie Wong? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's uh, fresh off the boat. Yeah, exactly. That guy's a very, like, I heard him on um, Hot 97. I was driving in one morning. I'll, I'll sometimes, like, when I'm driving in at 3 in the morning, it's 6 o'clock in New York or on the East Coast. So I'll sometimes listen yeah, to him. Yeah, Rosenberg's some, a stud. Right. And Rosenberg's a super nice guy. I've met him when I was oh, in really? Dallas. Oh, yeah. We got to hang out with him. That's awesome. Cool guy. Yeah. Really nice guy. And uh, if you're an East Coaster and you've ever listened to rap, I mean, yeah. Hot 97 is the mecca. And Roseburg's a legend. Juan Epstein. I mean, yeah. it's just, the guy is great. He has a great wrestling podcast called Cheap Heat. And that's why I ran into him because he was doing Radio Row at the same time we were. So I had him on my podcast, on the Migscast, when we were there. Oh, nice. And, and just a quick little chat and talk about wrestling stuff. But we kept running into him the entire weekend. Uh, and... Uh, I didn't get to run into him having any drinks, but I, you right. know, yeah, <laughs> I was like, is he a boozer? I wonder. I think he was. I think so. Yeah, All I don't right. think he's like a, a. I never saw him wasted, but I think they were going to no, bars. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. But, it's always hard to tell with people in the media. Yeah, you don't know if they're just complete like like Sam Roberts, another wrestling podcast guy who was on Opie Radio, super nice guy, but he doesn't drink at all. Yeah, so it's like okay, well, if I'm going to go to the bar, I'm of course going to go Rosenberg. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, I don't want to have a drink. It's like when we talk to 6 a.m., right? Yeah. There's only the one dude that drinks anymore. DJ Ashba. Yeah. So um, where was I going with this? I can't remember. Oh, Hot 97. So, um, 
Eddie Wong was on there. Yeah. And that guy was just like, he's very opinionated, but very entertaining. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And he's got a food show where he goes around to different countries and stuff. That's pretty good, too. As I was gonna say, the, the, th- the funny thing about Action Bronson's show is Mayhem, Mayhem Loren, uh, the bigger black dude, right. he might be my favorite character on that show. Right. Like, I love when he does, like, the slow-mo and, like, eats a shrimp or something. <laughs> But I've heard his rec- I've heard his Oh, it's yeah. not good. I I don't think he's as good of a rapper as like action is. So that's the only thing that bums me out about him. Which makes me wonder then, I mean cuz when you like somebody, you are more willing to like their band, their art. You're willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. So even after liking him and still not being impressed by not being able I, yeah. to, that means it's really not good at all. Yeah, I got to listen to it a, again. I, I hate to be a dick, but it sounds like that's like typically that's what happens. You it always I mean? reminds me when I was in high school, right? Wu-Tang Clan was massive. And this was when they were just kind of splitting off to do their own thing. Uh-huh. And everybody knows RZA. Right. But then RZA put out, like I think, only like one or two albums under the name Bobby Digital. And I remember my Alex, my buddy Alex coming back and being like, cop that new Bobby Digital. And he was so pumped. <laughs> and to this day, I'm pretty sure it's one of the worst records ever released by anybody in the Wu-Tang Clan. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Because oh. Rizzo usually is pretty good, but that one was just garbage. Oh, brutal. <laughs> um, I also wanted to give a quick shout out to Lena Rideout, aka Radley Girl. She emailed us uh, at the Megacast, the Megacast at Yahoo.com. Said, just started listening to the Megacast. Nice. I almost heard them all by now. <laughs> she loves the fake commercials. Those aren't fake. Hey, you know, I actually ran into someone who thought when we play those commercials, they're like, oh, so is that your chance to like pause tape, chill out, come back? No, we actually like take our headphones off, let the commercial play. We chat. Sometimes we're in the middle of a very serious conversation. We're like, oh, crap, we're back. That's the weird thing. That's the funny part. Yeah. Like, we Originally, that was the reason so that we'd have the ability to edit and take a pause and just kind of regroup. But it's now become like we're just treating this like it's a live show. Yeah. It's fun that way. It is. And it practices our chops. That's right, because one day we're going to take over the radio world. Yeah. That's right. We said it right now. Yeah. We're you com- heard it here first. We're coming for you, Joe Frazier. <laughs> By the way, I forgot to mention this on my own podcast, but no Megacast next week. Oh, okay. That's I'll fine. Be, I'll be in Crater Lake. Oh, that's right. You're off next week. Yeah. All right. So no no Megacast next week. Um, this person says- No Mixcast sh- either. That's right. Canceling it all. <laughs> Done. I have nothing to do with- Oh, dude. I hit the, for the trifecta this week because I was on yours for a little bit. Yep. I did my own and now we're Megacasting. Dude, you're- uh, What is that? Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. <sighs> Taken care of. Content guy. Ted Smith. We are- the Adam Carolla, the Joe Rogan of podcasting in Seattle. Right? Recognize. You want content? Get it, your boy. That's right. We're creating our own um, podcast one network. <laughs> Ted and Steve's. Ted Steve's. One. Uh, she said she wishes she could live in Seattle so she could stalk us until we let her be our assistant. Uh, she's living in Lacey right now with a crappy car that I can't take on the freeway. I've been there. That's the worst. Mm-hmm. When I first moved out here, I had my tranny transmission blew out. And I can only go 35 miles per hour, so I had to take the side roads everywhere I needed to go. I just love when you're in those cars, because I had one too. Mine was a Mercury Topaz. Yeah. GS. But it's like when you leave like the you know, the stop sign or whatever, uh-huh. and you're only going like five miles an hour, but your engine's like... Right? You sound like a NASCAR, but you're driving an 81 station wagon. Yes. That's what Those saying. are the best. Uh, she said, I've never been a barista or a stripper, oh. uh, but I had been mistaken for a stripper a couple of times when I was in my 20s. Now 40, I'm married, and I've been a big fan of KISW my whole life. 
and she just learned about the podcast and listens to them all day long. I believe podcasts are the future. Thank you, Whitney Houston. Well, some people believe it's children. Me and Steve with you believe right. it's podcasting. When you're the disciples of fun, children do not need to be a part of our plans. <laughs> I will continue to listen and be a fan. Thank you, guys. And that's from Radley Girl. Thank you. That's yeah. awesome. I'm glad that uh, you got hooked into the podcast. Probably because of Luke Wilson, but that's fine. The disciples of fun are very smart individuals. Sure. They're one of your kids' favorite tag teams, and they'll take pictures. They're great with kids. Yes. They're smart enough not to have their own <laughs> for now. When we're uh, the disciples of fun, do we have makeup? Like, are we like the road warriors? Do we have like that war paint on our face, or are we just completely like not? Man, I don't know. That's a good question. I feel what like- if we paint stuff on our heads? Yes. You know? Like what, though? Like bullseyes or devil horns or- uh, What if I paint your head on my face, on my, your face on my head, and you paint your my face on your head? I, that is probably one of the better ideas I've heard in 10 years. Yes. Now we need to find an airbrusher. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ted, yesterday, I, I, like I mentioned right before we took that break where we really don't pause, we just continue. So, um, I, I, maybe it's a personal question, but I, I would imagine that you have your times where you're not feeling all that happy. And Sure. I dealt with it for years. Right. And it's something that I think all of us deal with in some way, shape, or form, some way worse than others. And, and I'm not trying to say, woe is me kind of a thing. But yesterday, man, I could not get out of my own head. Like, all right. Bad. Like, to the point where I was lying in bed, like, vis- like, my wife was asleep, and I'm lying there for hours, and I'm just racing thoughts. I mean, just... When I get in these ruts, and I don't know, even know how to put it into words, but like, it's like I think it's like in life, like sometimes we all just need to feel appreciated. And sure. when you go through something, and there's nothing to do with my wife, if anything, she was the one who kept my head on straight and had no idea that I was. I, I don't really share this with her because I don't want her to like be. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like an old school thought. I don't want to have her concerned. I want to be the person that is the rock for her, and I need to be better about that. I think it doesn't hurt to share these feelings, but yeah, uh, and she's your wife. That's a good point. Last I checked. Oh, wait. Yeah, the ring's still on. Uh, so I play hockey a lot. And for me, hockey is a form of therapy. It's all a right. chance for me to get out on the ice, to forget all my problems. My phone is away. Distractions are gone. And I'm just dealing with what is happening on the ice. And I'm around friends. And I'm having a good time. And I'm also releasing a lot of, like, I'm, I'm sweating my ass off. Yeah, it's a great thing about sports. When you're on the ice, you don't have to think about work. You don't have right. to think about a relationship. All you got to worry about is stopping the puck and distributing. Right, and for some people, like you know, working out does that for them. I think that really helps my wife keep her head on straight. So, yeah, Monday I went to hey, go for others. It's hot yoga. I mean, whatever, Steve. Absolutely, I almost did hot yoga with her. Oh, nice yoga, yoga uh, with her, and I backed out at the last second just because I was like, I'm not sure if we're ready to be in the same room for when we do yoga. Like, I'm, I'm I want to make sure that you're comfortable knowing that I'm there. So, I think maybe next week I might do hot yoga with her. <sighs> Warrior two. That's right. I'm gonna do uh, was it lying down baby or dancing frog? I don't know these. Are... <laughs> oh, ex- <laughs> see, I know the DDP yoga terms, but they're not the real yoga terms. It's all the same stuff, man. I know. Like, yeah, safety zone is something completely different. Yeah, it's just right baby pose or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so anyways, so hockey is a good chance for me to kind of let out whatever is going on in my world, whatever insecurities I might have, and it's just kind of like a reset. So Monday I was going to go play. There was a couple too many goalies, so I'm like, ah, screw it. I'll go home, work out at home, and did something, get a good sweat in, felt fine. Yesterday I was supposed to go play, and I kind of did, but there was a mix-up in the schedule, so there was already two goalies that were there, and it was like a carryover from what we were going to do, so they stuck around, and it was no fault of theirs. They were said, like, everyone thought, oh, it'll be fine, we'll just rotate all the goalies. 
Well, it's an hour-long skate. You're trying to rotate four goalies. You maybe get 15 minutes of ice time, depending on how the game works. I mean, a half hour, 20 minutes. Right. So I was in a bad mood about that. I was like, I didn't get my full sweat. I barely broke a sweat. And I was like... And you're putting all the gear on and off. Right. And then I, it took two hours to get home. That put me in a bad mood. <sighs> and then I start... Then all of a sudden, the issues that I have start getting more and more intensified. And like anyone who probably deals with depression at times, it's like... Once your mind starts going down that rabbit hole of insecurity, next thing you know, I'm not feeling appreciated at the workplace and nobody's telling me I'm doing a good job and I should just quit my job. And like, like heavy, like just anger, like, yeah. like to the point where I'm like, I already created arguments that I'm going to have with our boss, arguments I'm going to have with coworkers. And I'm going to go in tomorrow and I'm just going to set that place on fire. Not- Dude, I do the same thing, man. Right. You know, and you, I'll start thinking about scenarios where I'm already in an argument with somebody. But it's like that scenario hasn't even happened. And it probably will never happen. No, like why am I getting so worked up? Right. And it's like all it took was maybe like somebody was a little um, short with you, like a boss. Yeah. And it's like tomorrow, if they're like that with me, I am going to march in their office and say, I am done. And it's like- so this is all going on in my head. Like, I'm out Sorry, ready to... I shouldn't laugh. No, but dude, because I think you're laughing because you probably experienced this Yeah, it's like, I'm kind of happy to hear you say this. I thought I'm the only one laying in my bed doing this oh, stuff. Hours this is going on. Uh, and, I'm like, and then you can't go to sleep, so it makes it even worse. Right. I almost got up and just said, I'm just going to work. I'm just going to go to work right now and get ready for this. What the hell is wrong with me? It's midnight. I get up at two in the morning and I'm losing my mind, Ted. Like, it got so bad, like, I had to show up to work and just punch Matt in the face. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, hey, y'all. He's like, what did I do? You and your flip-flops. Take it. Put on some shoes, Matt. I don't care if you're working overnights. And get some sleeves. I don't care how big your muscles are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Put on some sleeves. <laughs> I kid about all that. I just think it's awesome that he is the ultimate overnight employee. He knows no one's around. So he shows I honestly, up. I thought BJ, when he was running your board, I thought BJ was going to be like, hey, you got to wear sleeves. Oh, he did. Oh, really? Yeah, he dressed up for us. He wore t-shirts with sleeves and wore shoes. Like sneakers. Oh, right. yeah. I was very impressed. I was wondering about that. No, I was impressed. I was waiting for it. I was excited for it. I'm like, oh, he's going to show up like he's going to West Seattle on a sunny day. Yeah, that's, how I, that's his entire 365 days or 64 or whatever, uh, 12 months of the year. Unless unless it's like the dead of winter, then he'll wear a hoodie with his shorts. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Matt is the king. I love it. Is. Which is the perfect thing because he's such a Kings fan. Um, so anyways, I'm going through all this crap, right? Dead, I'm losing my mind. Like I almost was going to text you and be like, you up, bro. Can I, I can't talk because I don't want to wake my wife up, but I need, I need a buddy to talk to on the time. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just like, well, you know you could have. I know. And I was just like, finally, I fell asleep. But I, I was like really just feeling so insecure just about, and it was like, it's just depression. We yeah. deal with it. Life happens. And you try and put your best foot forward. And sometimes your brain just wants to kick you down and keep kicking you down until you got to figure something out. So I, when those th- things happen, usually hockey is a great pl- way for me to get my mind straight. So not being able to do that really kind of effed with me. I was thinking about maybe going to float, you know, doing the float Seattle thing or float yeah. Bellevue. I, like that helps me get my mind set and just kind of be in a Zen spot eating. I was even thinking about just going to like McDonald's in the middle of the night. I was like, uh, that's probably going to wake my wife up if I just leave and say, where are you going? I'm going to get a Big Mac. Depressed. Leave me alone. <laughs> I won't lie. Sometimes when I have nights like that, like I'll just, 
I'll just blatantly smoke a joint at 1 a.m. and just put on like the stupidest like comedy I could find. Yeah, dumb humor. <laughs> yeah, just like I'm just gonna veg out, which I don't know if it helps, but at the moment it makes me feel better. I always say whenever I'm down, uh, and I say this to anybody, try and do something fun. I know it sounds so stupid and so like the worst advice, like the cheesiest advice, but it it for me it does work. Like let me go play hockey. Let me go watch a cool movie that's yeah. funny, not a depressing one. Let me screw around on the drums. Like do things that you enjoy doing, yeah, you're going to probably still be depressed, but at least you're doing something. You're not just sitting there with stewing in your thoughts. Yeah. Well, and hockey going bad makes it even worse because you're already kind of bummed out and then oh. your release screws you. It was so bad. Like one of my buddies who was a former NHLer, he even said, hey, man, you're not, you don't seem like yourself. And I just snapped. I'm like, this is why, blah, blah, blah. And it was kind of his fault. Like all the, the, the error, the mix-up happened. He goes, man, that's my bad. And I'm sorry. I'm like, dude, it's fine. I'm just, understand, like, I value my time and I value and it, yeah. this, this was nothing to do with you. And like, he even emailed me. He goes, Hey man, I just want to let you know I am really sorry, which was like, like he's typically the first to give you a hard time. Like he's a, he's a trash talker like all of us in a, in a good way. But like he, he realized like I was affected by this and it wasn't really about the hockey. It was just, it made it worse. Yeah. Right? Well, that's nice. He emailed you instead of just letting it go for a week and being like, Steve, you're back. Right. <laughs> trying to circle back to the Ted talk. What, you, you're still not good? You should be good. Stop being a bitch, Steve. Right. So um, let me grab this. So on the way in today. By the way, I think this is the most insulting thing to ever say to anybody when they're like down or depressed. Quit being a bitch? Yeah, or like stop whining. Get over it. Yeah. None that, of that works. That's going to help them. Yeah, because that uh, arguments with like significant others, whenever they're like, get over it, just shut up. Oh, yeah, that's going to make, that's going to lead to sex. Ding, ding, ding. All right. So, you know what? <laughs> Let's see where we are. Let's take a quick break. All right. When we come right. back, here's a tease. This will make people sit through our fake commercial. <laughs> I'm going to share with you something happened on the way into work this morning that completely put me in a better space. And it was like, it was almost like as if one of those things in life where you needed to hear it, whether it be like a song, a TV show. For me, it was a podcast and it involves one of our buddies. All right. Our buddy, AJ Francis. And, nice. And, and his team, their podcast really reset me and put me in such a better place and uh, I'll, I'll play that clip for you when we get back on the all podcast. right all right let's look forward to this <laughs> have to make me like Ted and steve they are the shit. the mega cast will be back
By now, you've seen those TV ads for the Swiffer Wet Jet, where families find a box of them on their doorstep just as the kids make a mess. Well, now that Swiffer has cornered the home cleaning market, they're branching out into feminine hygiene. Introducing Swiffer Maxi Pads, a great thing to have around the house, whether you've got kids or ovaries or both. Keep your vinyl floors sparkling clean or use them for those days when you don't care how the damn floor looks. Swiffer Maxi Pads have extra strength adhesive, too, keeping them safe and secure. Whether you're swimming, horseback riding, or mopping the entryway, no pun intended, Swiffer Maxi Pads, the greatest product from Swiffer, period. I'm a hot mama jamma, a jamma in my pajamas. Is this song really about pajamas? What? Hey. These mother have nothing better to sing about. The mega cast is back. I'm shocked that song never really t- fully blew up. Is that not the Lonely Island Boys? No, it's like a legit. Oh, know, it's some guy called Hard Knocks. Oh, damn! I really thought that was Andy Samberg. No, I think the guy's just really singing about how he loves being in pajamas. I do want to see that pop star movie. I know, man. I do want to see. I heard it's very funny. Yeah, it didn't do well in the box office, but that. The, I don't think any Andy Samberg movies really connect on a on a commercial level, like Hot Rod. I know that that flopped. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, I. You know what's funny? I. You know me. I never go to the damn movie theater, dude. Unless I unless we're interviewing somebody, I'm not going to a movie theater. I just don't have the energy. The, the, the it's just like such a pain in the ass. I mean, honestly, the last time I was in a movie theater might have been with you last year for that Cobain thing, and that was awesome. <laughs> it was. It was sad. Depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of depression, that was that was heavy <sighs> because we were in a room of. Not only were we watching a movie with heavy content, which I think if anyone hasn't had a chance to see it, uh, what the hell is it called again? Uh, Montage of Hack. Montage of Hack. Go see it. It's a, it's a really compelling- It's on HBO. Yeah, and it's awesome. But man, when you're in a room with people that were related to Kurt, friends of Kurt, worked with Kurt, like everybody, we were in the premiere that was like- We're sitting next to Courtney's family. Right. It was awkward. It was super awkward. I mean, apparently there was fireworks after we left. I was glad we left. Yeah, we left before the Q&A, where I guess some people that were connected to the whole scene did not really think that this movie shined the right light, and it got heated. I, too, am glad we weren't there for that. Yeah. And I mean, look, everybody, if if I die tomorrow and somebody makes a movie about my life, your interpretation of who I was is going to be different than... Somebody I grew up with is right. going to be far different than, I don't know, maybe even, you know, Cobb that I go to festivals with, you know? I'll collaborate with Cobb and it'll just be about you partying. Yeah, right? <laughs> Ted else. Smith, the light up jacket god. That's right. The did glow I, stick warrior. Did I tell you about the shoes? Oh, you got the light up shoes. Yeah, I saw those. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, awesome. Those are fire. Yes. I cannot wait to wear those, Steve. If anyone wants to find them, I think they're called like Electric Styles. Yeah. They're the same company that makes our light up <laughs> We should have these guys sponsoring us. Light oh, yeah. up glasses. Yeah, we might be a fan of the rave culture a little bit. Uh, and uh, and now they have light up sneakers. Yeah, eventually, Steve and I will just be full light up next time right. you see us. Yeah, we will basically be Tron. Maybe I paint in the grass. We should... You know we always do a stage announcement towards the end of the night. It is nighttime. How do we, we need to work with the people there and we need to come out to like some like robot music and come out fully lit up from head to toe and then be like, ladies and gentlemen, disturbed. 
wouldn't be awkward at all. <laughs> I mean, it would, we can't do it because that last stage announcement is for everybody at the station. Not this time. But it'd be fun if we cleared everybody out and me and you just walk out there like robots and we never tell anybody who we are. And then we pop off our hoods like, it's Ted Steve from KSW. Who's <laughs> ready for Disturbed? And at first it's like, <laughs> like Revenge of the Nerds. Right. Lambda, lambda, lambda. And Omega Moose. The look of the crew would be, it would be worth it for that. We'd have to have like a film crew with us. Oh, yeah. And do like a full like 30 minute documentary about a one, like a 30 second stage announcement, but the build up and the reaction. Yeah. And it's funny too. Like I've been to Burning Man. I go to festivals. Steve, you haven't, but you, you, you understand the culture. Yes. Like I forget when you've never been to any of that stuff, you were just like, your sweatshirt lights up. Yeah. Like your shoes light up. Like. Yeah. What yeah, you, you you never seen this stuff? Right. It's not that weird, man. No. I remember somebody was like tweeting tweeting about like a, at the WWE after WrestleMania. There was a, and you even texted me thinking it was me because there was a guy and he was Oh, rocking, he was wearing the green jacket. He was wearing the green jacket that lit yeah. up. And I even got like a few and this guy that I know actually does uh, the the cheap podcast, Greg. Uh he's like, "Who's this guy with this thing?" And I'm like, Oh yeah, my buddy thought it. Was, all my buddies thought it was me because I had a few people thinking it was me. A couple of the hockey guys too, and I don't think he understood that it's a whole different world. Yeah, like, it's that just didn't, normal. That didn't seem weird to me. Like I was bummed it wasn't me. I'm I'm still bummed. <laughs> all right, so uh, before we left, speaking oh, yeah. of wrestling podcasts, I Steve's talked about. Depressed. I'm sad, guys. I'm very sad, and it's amazing the dumb things in life that could easily pull you out of depression. Mm-hmm. Now I grabbed the audio of this. But of course, did not load it into our machine, so I don't have the. Damn it, Steve! But I have it on my phone, so we're going. Well, when are you going to start doing some prep for this show? I do the prep. I just don't follow through, man. I've got follow through issues. I'm just not a finisher. You know what? Nine a.m. meeting. I'm gonna see you in my office. Tomorrow. All right, fine, fine. Why, does everybody, why does everyone hate me here? Nine a.m. <laughs> You're still in the air. Get in my office, Shay. Do the show. Finish it. You don't need him anymore. Just start yelling at him by his last name. Shay. Shay. Hey, uh, Shay. You got this covered? All right. I need to talk to this. I need to talk to Steve. Or he's calling by his middle name, Jay. 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 We got to talk. Who's Jay? You. I'm BJ. No. What's his first name? Bert? Robert. Bobby. Bobby Joe. Oh. Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe. Yep. Bobby Joe Shay. Hmm. Probably why his son's name is Joe. Exactly. <laughs> Look at me. He connected those dots, Steve. It's all coming together. <laughs> so how cool is it? So I'm driving in. God damn it. And I'm sad. Cry. No, I'm not. But I'm still kind of like bumming. But I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm you haven't listen. slept much. I haven't slept this much. This is not a happy. This is not a happy mix. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna put on uh, put on a podcast that I enjoy because sometimes that puts me in a better mindset. And right. uh, I put on. It's called Jobbing Out. It's a, a podcast about wrestling. Yep. It's hosted by uh, Aaron Oster and, uh, or Oster, Oster, I think it's Oster. Uh, Glenn Clark, who, they're all Maryland guys. Um, yeah, Glenn Clark, right, works at the station I started at. Right, he has, I think, the time, sh- he does the shift that Miles was on. Yeah. Miles and Thrill, yep. I, I would imagine. Yeah. So. I think so, yeah. Or some, in some way. We're shape- following each other on Twitter. I'll reach yeah. out to him. Super great guy. All right. Um, and they also do it with AJ Francis, formerly of the Seattle Seahawks, now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And AJ and I still stay in touch. But uh, so, I'm, so go I, Terps, yes, absolutely, go Zags. 
Easy. Okay, Easy. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I love their podcast. It's very funny. Uh, I enjoy what they do, and, and, and it's a wrestling podcast, so I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts because I'm a geek like that. So as I'm listening to it, all of a sudden, at the end of the podcast of this week's episode, which is uh, their episode that came out on June 2nd, uh, right towards the end, it's like as if they were talking to me. All right. Because they were talking about me. Oh, nice. And it's like when you don't expect it, it's such a cool thing. Yeah. And when my depression is being based off of not feeling appreciated or recognized, even though nobody gave, it wasn't like anything happened to make me feel that way. It was just my mind going down weird rabbit holes of insecurity. To hear this was like, wow. It's almost like as if like it was meant, you know, I don't know. I know some some people have certain belief systems and some people don't, so I'm not trying to get into that world. But, you know, it's almost like as if something was out there that was like, okay, you need to hear this right now. For some reason, at this yeah. moment, you need to hear this. So I don't know if it's exactly at the right spot, but, you know, we'll figure it out. We're a podcast. Yeah. We're not professional yet. Doing it live. Yeah, we're doing it live. Lines will be like my Yeah, right? No, no. All right, very good. That's our uh, top five for this week. All, All right. right, yeah, uh, pretty AJ, much. AJ, you are on Twitter at... AJ Francis 410. Uh, let us give a huge shout out to your boy, Steve Miggs. Like, nice. Out of nowhere. It's like, okay, promote your Twitter. Oh, I just want to, Steve, I, I'm getting the vibe that Steve is sad, and I know that we recorded as many days before he was sad, but I feel like we need to address sad Steve. Miserable Miggs. Miserable Miggs. Gets a pickup. Sad Steve and Miserable Miggs. Here we go. Is nominated Hall of Fame for the National oh, yeah. Radio Hall How cool of is that? Fame. Yeah. Holy! Holy! Now he's got. I love Glenn. Glenn is just like, wow. I thought that was so awesome. That's like such a great emotional reaction to it. Like how awesome! Like that that made me feel good to hear that. I like they don't edit theirs. No, they get to get away with that. Yeah, I've been on their podcast before. It was very freeing to drop f bombs and not have to worry about them having to edit it. Mm -hmm. All right. Had some tough competition. Um, I believe, however. People can vote. They can't, but... Uh, for the- <laughs> I get why, because there's certain categories where you can, um, but for our category, it's being voted on upon, upon a paddle, uh, within a panel of 400 radio pros. I don't know who the radio... Will you pro- go in with BJ, or will it just be you? Both. All right. We've been, BJ and Miggs, and in parentheses says BJ Shea, Steve Miggs, that are nominated for the Radio Hall of Fame. All right. Yeah. I was going to say, if they nominate you in, it's like BJ and Miggs, you should be like... Now, I'll wait till you get me in by myself. That'd be funny. Or while BJ's talking, I pull a Kanye and be like, I'm going to let you finish. Power move. That would be awesome. I'll let you finish. In the Hall of Fame. If you can vote, go vote for Mix. No freaking doubt, dude. I mean, that is unbelievable. It's Now, it's it's the show. Let me make sure I make it clear. It's yes. not just our boy Mix. It's Biggs. the BJ and Mix show. Biggs. It's like they just heard you. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> hey, Ted, it's the show, not just Steve. Come on. My bad, guy. No, my bad, Glenn. And, uh, that's, that's incredible. I mean... I don't care if it, what it is, just with the amount of radio morning shows out there. That's, that's unbelievable, even, dude. It's it's unfathomable. I think me. it's more likely that I get in uh, the ring than anything like that happens. So before that, they were doing their bucket list in the world of wrestling, and Aaron, one of his bucket list items was that he wants to get in the ring at some point in, in a wrestling match. All right. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, they are nominated for active local slash regional show it's a show that's been together for 10 years or more. They're against some stiff competition, like Preston and Steve up in Philadelphia. Yeah. Oh, I know those guys. Yeah. Rock stars for forever. But it's just being nominated is unreal to begin with. Uh, go support our uh, radiohof.org. Now, just wait, because, you know, um, uh, 
it's funny because even though he sounds like he's in the room with them, uh, AJ is broadcasting in uh, Tampa because oh, he's there ISDN. for OTAs. Yeah. No, they're just using Skype, and he sounds great. Oh, nice. Which was pretty cool to hear. And guess where he's staying? He's staying with Brent Grimes because they're buddies. All right. And so he's staying at their house, but Brent's currently renting out Seamus's house. Oh, man. How, how is it that the ultimate wrestling fan ends up just by chance staying at the house where Seamus lives? God, tell him to steal something. Yeah. Oh, for your cousin. For my nephew. Your nephew, sorry, yeah. yeah. Just steal something. Just take something off the wall. All right, here we go. So we wait for a- AJ just drops like the best line. It's one sentence, and it was like, I got so fired up when I heard it. Here's the website to find out more. Support our boy Migs, who has been so good to us, and uh, that's that's just incredible, dude. He's a f***ing man. Yeah, no freaking doubt, man. No freaking doubt. You're going to have to do some editing there. Yeah, i got to put a couple beeps in there. When I uh, recorded it earlier, the beeps were already put in. Oh, nice. Oh, well. More That's pretty cool to hear, man. Oh, I felt great, man. I mean, yeah. the whole, and he's right. And I, I've even joked, like, for the longest time, uh, I don't know about you, when you watch, like, any of these award shows and someone's like, it just felt good to be nominated. And I'm like, sure, feels good to be nominated. Just admit it. You just want to win. You know what I mean? But, yeah. like, because I've never been nominated for something that's actually, like, cool. You know, like, I mean, like, really, 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 like, uh, an honor. And now I get, like, Grant, different level, but I get when like you know a guy gets nominated for an Academy Award, and you're like, it's an honor just to be nominated with these people. It's like, oh, now I understand. Yeah, there's only five of you this year that are being nominated. No different in this thing. I think there's four other shows, maybe three or four other shows that were nominated. I don't want to hear it, Steve. Shut it down. Yeah, you, Khaled, all you do is win. Forget this having to be nominated stuff. That's a good point, man. That is a very good point. DJ Khaled! This is when you push DJ aside. I'm going to let you finish. But all I do is win. No matter what. Hall of Fame. Rating. Life. Hockey. Bitches. My hands go up. And suck it. And they stay there. Oh. And then just walk off the stage. <laughs> How do I hire DJ Khaled or Khalid to be there for this? Yeah. You got a lot of cash. He's on Beyonce's tour. And I got to learn how to pronounce his name. <laughs> Probably. You know what else you do? After you leave that memorable speech, you go, I know what you want. A mic drop. That time is over. I'm going to leave it in the stand. Peace. <laughs> Hashtag mic stand. Right? Hashtag respecting our gear. I know, you know, everybody tries that, like, don't do that at goddamn karaoke or anything. Microphones right. are expensive. Stop it. Dude, you know, back in the band days, um, you know, we were very, like, loud, and you've been to some of our shows, and some of them got a little weird, and, and sometimes it would end with me trashing the drums. Nice. Or, the, or our singer jumping into the drum set, and I realized, like, it was at one time where it was, like, really nice gear, and the guy, the sound guy was like, I'm not mad. But don't ever do that again, guys. Come on. Like, these are nice microphones. So the next time we played the show, I remember, like, I knew, like, I, would, I still wanted to knock my drums over. So as, like, we're playing in between a song, I just kind of, like, grabbed the microphone and moved, moved it out, it out of the way. way. It was so not rock star at all. Like, it was so, like, I'm being respectful, but I'm also rambunctious. <laughs> oh, uh, before we uh, wrap it up. Yes. I do have another small bone to pick with you. Oh, here we go again. Last time, I didn't even know. The, the bone you had to pick with me was because I, Vicky posted something saying it was my favorite breakfast. Right, and we have never shared these this breakfast. No, and we one day will. All right. All, all right, right, so what's the new bone that you have to pick with me, Ted? <clears throat> Over the weekend, 
I saw you were having some fun, mm-hmm. and uh, you were up in Seattle, and I was like, oh, that looks great. I know that area. I worry about what you're teaching your dog, though. She posted a picture, and it's like, here's Lulu having a blast, and that dog was on top of a table. <laughs> and I almost tweeted, Steve, is your dog on top of the picnic table? What? I mean, what are you teaching this dog? It was a bench. And it was all okay. Right. All right, all right. It looked like a picnic table. I think it was a bench. Yeah, it was a bench. <laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't reach out to you because like, if it wasn't for the fact that we were both tired and Lulu was kind of out of it, I was like, we should go swing by and say hi to Ted. <laughs> Had I known, I was going to walk into like, you know, into the gauntlet. Right. Well, I'll tell you what you would have seen in my house. What's that? Clutter on a counter, but no dogs. <laughs> Ted, there's only one reason and one reason alone why I'm willing to put my dog on top of a table. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Jeez. That's right. <laughs> because all I do is win. Yeah. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. It never gets old. What are we, two years late with this song? Yeah. This could be our anthem this year. It's our summer anthem. Yeah. Put the lotion on my skin. And they stay there. I love that we make like we hate the glassy baby, but it's like, well, yeah, of course we have summer anthems. Yeah, I mean, like teenage chicks. <laughs> All right, let's get ten. Let's get out of here. We didn't have time to play uh, guess the movie line. All right, maybe we'll do it uh, not next week because we're off next week. Yeah, the week after. We'll probably forget by then. You're probably gonna have a luxurious Wednesday next week. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. I'm gonna be full of happiness. <laughs> hey, man, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening to me, Ted. Yeah, you know, I of love course. you. Uh, I love everybody who listens to this show. It's very appreciated. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter at the Megacast. Yeah, mega hugs to everyone. Man. All right, let's get ten. Let's do it. Hopefully, we have enough time. Oh, and they stay there. We got it. We got it in, Steve. Hands up and suck it.